Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or from my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seats Vega, Joe Gamble, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, and Mary Henderson. C-Ticket patrons Serious Inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, Grace Coat, Scott Cagle, and Ben and Noel Bruning, B-Ticket patron The Disney Rewind Podcast, and to the A-Ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, The All Aboard Podcast, and Ana Fichas de la Torres. I am your host, your post-host Clocky, and today we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the Sea Wolf submarine passing two mermaids in the submarine lagoon. Monorail Red is passing overhead, while Monorail Yellow is at the Tomorrowland station. Flying over everything is the Skyway gondolas. On the back it reads, Submarine Ride in Tomorrowland. You'll explore the mysteries of the seven seas aboard authentic submarines, viewing the lost continent of Atlantis, the Mermaid Lagoon, and traveling beneath the polar ice cap. It's postmarked July 15, 1966, with a USS Talladega cancel and a six-cent Red Eagle U.S. airmail postage stamp, Scott number C-67. I assume they visit the park on Friday, July 8th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to 1 a.m. The weather was a high of 86 and a low of 60. Park attendance that day was 36,452. It's addressed to the Berries of Los Altos, California. It reads, 7966. Hi. Arrived at Jones around 8.30 Thursday night. Everyone here is fine. Spent all day yesterday at Disneyland. Last night we saw the Burnettes, who live in L.A., had a really good visit with them. Tonight, we'll see some WSU friends. Love, Judy and Dick. I chose this postcard because Judy and Dick could have picked up the newest Disneyland fun map, which included concept art for Spaceport and Rocket Flight, a future attraction for Tomorrowland. The Disneyland fun maps were oversized maps meant to be displayed. The 1966 map design is currently on display as guests enter the Disneyland Hotel. This map has been enlarged to cover an entire wall at the hotel and is equipped with some moving lights to plus the art piece. The fun maps included more detail than park maps and would also include future attractions or lands. The 1966 map included the rocket flight as a future attraction, which was planned to be where Space Mountain is today. The concept art also resembles Space Mountain. After the success of the Matterhorn and the completion of the 1964 World's Fair project, Walt turned back to Disneyland, and specifically Tomorrowland, which needed an update. John Hench, who was Vice President of Design for the parks, made some concept art for an indoor roller coaster-like attraction, which had never been done before. The attraction was renamed to Space Mountain by mid-1966. The Imagineers took the success of the Matterhorn's two-track system and attempted to double it to have four different roller coaster experiences within the show building. Marlin did not have enough space for a four-track roller coaster system, so the idea was scrapped. 
After the new Tomorrowland opened without Space Mountain in 1967, Imagineers refocused time and energy east to the Florida Project. They opened Space Mountain in Florida's Tomorrowland in 1975. This track is heavily influenced by Matterhorn's ride system, with two separate tracks giving two slightly different experiences. Less than a week away until Enfield Post reopens on Etsy. I've watched her recent post on Instagram and will be excited to see the new inventory. You can head over to Etsy and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Etsy and Instagram for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has Sleeping Beauty Castle with a horse-drawn carriage pulling up to drop off guests. Some of the details you can see on the postcard include the Disney crest above the castle's entrance, a corner of a garbage can, and Snow White's wishing well behind some trees. On the back it reads, Sleeping Beauty Castle, Fantasyland. A horse-drawn streetcar arrives at the end of Main Street where guests disembark for Sleeping Beauty Castle, gateway to the wonderful land of fantasy where dreams actually come true for the young at heart. It's postmarked May 15, 1977, with a Santa Ana cancel and a nine-cent right of people to peaceably assemble Capitol Dome postage stamp, Scott number 1591. I assume they visit the park on Saturday, May 14th, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. The weather was a high of 70 and a low of 56. It's addressed to the Masseys of Seattle, Washington. It reads, 14 May 1977. Hiya, this gypsy has been in Southern California for two weeks again. This am, I rode the newly opened Space Mountain ride, a truly glorified roller coaster. I'll have to soon return to Seattle dancing. See you, Leo Utter. Leo was lucky to experience Space Mountain before its official dedication ceremony. Although the Imagineers were unable to get the four-track system to work, Tomorrowland still needed a new thrill ride in Disneyland. Disneyland did not have the gift of space that Walt Disney World had, so the diameter of Disneyland Space Mountain is 100 feet shorter than Florida's. The mountain is also 75 feet underground, so that the peak of the Space Mountain doesn't interfere with the aesthetic of Main Street USA. Imagineers were able to keep the same ride capacity per hour at Disneyland as it was in Florida by having a longer track, which allowed more ride vehicles on the track at the same time, and increasing capacity on each ride vehicle with guests sitting side-by-side in longer cars. On May 4, 1977, a new Space Mountain opened. This one-track roller coaster expanded Tomorrowland and was placed between the Mission to Mars attraction and near the Tomorrowland character shop. In the 1977 summer map, the attraction is described as the most incredible attraction in 22 years. Experience the sensation of traveling through infinite space with shooting stars and meteor showers adding to the excitement of this breathtaking voyage. The dedication ceremony was held on May 27, 1977, just two days after Star Wars debuted in theaters. This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. This week I watched most of Monday's ATD, co-hosted by paper artist Russ Romano. He was working on an art piece while co-host Tim worked on a diamond painting kit. There were guests watching in the chat from all over the world. 
Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow Russ Romano 2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has the mountain peaks of the Disneyland Resort, the Matterhorn, Grizzly Peak, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, and Big Thunder Mountain filling most of the page. Peak Adventure Awaits You on the Disneyland Resort Mountains is written in the middle of the postcard. It's not postmarked, but has two forever stamps from a chef series with two portraits of famous chefs. One stamp has Edna Lewis and another Felipe Rojas Lombardi. Scott numbers 4922 and 4923, respectively. It reads, Hello. The only peak that is missing from this card is the Black Spire and Batu. How rude. And now a blast from the past. It's easy enough to be pleasant when your life hums along like a song, but the man worthwhile is the man who can smile when everything goes dead wrong. Today's wordle is pleat. Fire at will. Oh wait, not a mountain. Alex and Doug. And then the phrase, I drew this line next to a line down the center of the postcard, and another, I drew this line next to a line at the bottom left-hand side of the postcard. Thank you so much for the postcard, Alex and Doug. I happen to know that this was a mini poster or oversized postcard handed out to Disneyland Magic Key holders during the Lunar New Year event. I'm surprised that it arrived in my mailbox in such good condition. Just a small tear. I'm not surprised, however, that they left out the black spire of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Although an impressive structure, it's not directly tied to an attraction like the other mountain peaks. It would have been impressive for Disney to add another mountain to the Disneyland mountain range in Batu. I also love that this postcard references the Wordle game that is part of current popular culture. When going through older postcards, there's always a possibility of missing something like a fad or trend which has faded away over time. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at sentfromdisneyland or on Twitter at sentfromdisney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.